Getting hitched? There's a podcast for that, and you're listening to it. The Save the Date Wedding Podcast, the number one podcast about all things wedding-y. Save the Date is hosted by comedian, author, and all-around wedding lover, Alicia McCormack. You know what? I am actually doing an episode now that you have been asking me to do, I reckon, for about 50 episodes. So I do listen. I just take my goddamn time. How about that? I have come through with the goods. I'm just a bit on myself for getting this uh, amazing guest that's sitting right across from me right now. She's the uber photographer. Can I say that, Laura? You can say that. I don't know if it's true, but you this can is, say that. I've quoted. This is, she's not saying, I'm the Uber photographer. I'm just saying, that's not your voice, by the way. Just intro your guests properly. Laura Bab, she's a very well-known, respected wedding photographer. And in the photography community, which is what I love as well, you're not all talk, you're all action. Can I just say? Okay. So thank you for coming on the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. You're more than welcome. Was that our blowing smoke up your ass a little bit there? Um, I think I might be blushing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? It's funny because we talk, people have been writing to me about asking wedding photographer, when are you going to do an episode? Yeah. And I really wanted to wait until I could actually speak with you because reading. Oh, bless you. Oh, well, you've got the, you've got the skills. So I think it's important because it's such a big, big conversation to be had. Yes. You might as well do it properly. Absolutely. So we're, let's start Let's start at the beginning. A very good place to start. Okay. <laughs> is that sound of music? Yes, good. it is the sound of music. That's, that's how I roll. <laughs> Don't know my quotes, but I say them. Where, when did you start shooting? When did you first pick up a camera? Um, so I first picked up a camera six years ago. Um, I know that to the almost to the day because um, this last week it was a friend's wedding anniversary, his five year anniversary. Um, and his was the first wedding I ever photographed. And I got my first camera about a year before that. Crazy. So it's been quite a um, short journey. Because, well, you know, I look at your website and you must check it out. Let me just check that I'm saying here. It's babphoto.com. That's right, yeah. You have been featured on hundreds of blogs and magazines. I mean, you're a girl about town, but with, with the, as I said in the intro, the goods to back it up, some beautiful photography. Thank you. Very diverse in all of your, I would say, styles and, yeah. and, and themes that you photograph. Yeah. Um, it's a big jump, as you said, six years to go from never having taken a photograph to now doing this full-time, obviously a, yeah. a passion, a passion uh, yeah. career. Yeah. That's crazy. It's been quite quick. Um, so yeah, it, it has been um, really fast and I'm, it's just kind of, uh, yeah, it's rolling away with me really, I suppose. From that first wedding, which I did as a favour for a friend, I was literally that friend with the camera that everyone warned you not to let yes, shoot your wedding. which we're going to talk about. Hilarious. That we can you. talk about that. Um, and then <laughs> I did the other thing that everyone tells you not to do and I advertised on Gumtree. Um, <gasps> Amazing. And then I built up my business from there. And um, I think I was really, really lucky because quite early on, another friend asked me to shoot their wedding. Um, and they at that that time people not everyone was doing this every weekend but they had like a London bus and a 50s dress and yep. had a pub reception um, and it was quite sort of quirky for the time um, and that got picked up by one of the UK's biggest wedding blogs that was only my fourth wedding which was that uh, rock my wedding right beautiful. Um, got featured on there um, and just started getting inquiries from that point really um, the following year after that I shot 20 weddings wow uh, the following year after that I gave my day job up and shot another 40 weddings and then it's been sort of about that level ever since really blimey yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
Last year, I started my own photography festival for yes. wedding photographers. Well, I would like to talk about that because this is the thing. I think you have really found, as I said, your style, your voice through the lens, if I can yeah. say that. And to spread that with the photography festival, I think is a marvellous thing. Thank you. Let's talk about that first wedding because I'm always interested in the first time a professional did the gig that yes. day now. Were you shitting your pants? Yes, of course. <laughs> um, and probably for about 50 or 60 or 70 weddings after oh, that. I love that. And still sometimes now. Well, no, that's actually not true. I think I certainly feel pressure when I'm photographing weddings sometimes now. But I'm not worried about whether I can deliver. I know right. that I can deliver. Um, and you have tougher gigs than others where the light's really hard to work with or where the couple that you're working with aren't um, as receptive to um, trying out your ideas Mm. Um, but generally now I know that I can walk into a wedding at the weekend and come home with a set of images that I'm happy with so um, yeah it's quite different from five years ago when my approach I mean my friend asked me to shoot it at the time I was really into architecture street photography but the street scene never ever taking photos of people (laughs) um so why my friend asked me to shoot their wedding I couldn't really work out at the time but I just thought well if I'm going to do it I'm going to do it as properly as I can do it um so I ordered quite a lot of books off the internet um of kind of uh, well-respected wedding photographers um good I like you did your research yes did my research did a bit of an Amazon search and went how to do this I did and I sort of sat down and read those books and I tried to plan the day to the best of my ability Mm. with the little knowledge that I had at the time um and also I hired in all of the professional standard equipment that I needed to do the job so I knew that my camera wasn't going to cut it uh so I hired in a full frame camera backup full frame camera good and some lenses uh, so I had a good selection of lenses and I had um prospect uh, speed lights as well so you started going all right I'm going to do this properly I'm going to be a pro yeah even just for the day as as far as I possibly could yeah, yeah. I mean and obviously all of that professional equipment didn't make me of a professional standard because I'd never photographed a wedding before in my life but I just wanted to do the best job that I could do for my friend mm. um and then I really really loved it on the day um, the work that came out of it is really, really different to what I do now because I was probably copying what I'd seen in the books that I'd read. So there definitely wasn't any voice or my own style at that point. Um, but I loved it and I decided I wanted to do more of it. See, I love that, that and, and I'm all about sharing your passion and making sure that you follow what you want to do in careers as well. But I love that you you jumped on that and went, this is something I'm going to pursue I mean, great that you got featured on the blogs as well. I mean, that's a big... Yeah. I think a lot of my listeners will go, I've seen something on a blog. And, you know, that's a good thing about suggesting about finding a style when finding a wedding photographer. Do you think that's a good point of inspiration for people to say, oh, I like that? Or is is that not the route to go? Um, I just think it really, really depends what you're looking for. So, yeah, I think... Um, definitely some of the blogs are a really good um, place to look for um, style inspiration and obviously you can find wedding photographers on those blogs um, but they don't generally routinely feature every type of wedding photographer so some of the more um, sort of pure documentary style photographers don't get as featured on wedding blogs um, because they aren't focused on the details in the same way that other photographers are Mm. Um, so I, I think the way to go really is to try to look at a really broad spectrum of work before deciding and yeah look at some people that you see on blogs but try to find um, inspiration from other places as well just so that you're really sure of the style of the, the photographer that you want to go for this is such a big topic as we've said and we are going to split I haven't I don't know if I've said this yet but we're going to split our interview into two parts yeah because 
You get double me. Sorry, everyone. Come on, mate. (laughs) Stop it. This is what excites me because we do have so much to cover. So in this episode, this is a very late introduction I'm going to be giving people, but there's so much to say. We're going to talk about finding that right person, how to, I say, audition, how to X Factor your wedding photographer. And then in part two, which is episode 101 crazy uh i'm going to give get you to give some tips and also get some thoughts on unplugged weddings and uh where you think wedding photography is going and also you know submissions to blogs and that sort of stuff because i think that's also something a lot of people are interested in getting involved in so let's crack on okay so you've just gotten engaged we're doing a hypothetical yeah let's go into imaginary place are you with me yep she's with me she's in i've just got engaged she's just got engaged (laughs) It's gone well. You've said yes. Yeah. Now, you're thinking about the wedding. Already people are going, when are you getting married? What's going on? What's happening? What's the plans? Literally within hours. 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 Can I just say, I went. I, I was involved in my cousin got engaged a couple of weeks ago. It was marvellous. Yeah. And uh, we went out to dinner with my aunt and uncle. And the first thing, you could see Have my you auntie. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, you could see her bursting, go, like doing the heavy breathing, doing the, let's look at the ring, let's go. And you could just see Auntie Anne going, oh. And they live overseas. And it was beautiful, but it's also like, hold it in, hold it in, hold it in, hold it in. Yeah. I'm sure everyone listening has had that moment of just going, just let me catch my breath, thanks. Have you set a date yet since you got engaged an hour and a half ago? Have you booked the venue? (laughs) Who's going to marry you? What dress are you wearing? Yeah. Settle down. (laughs) Okay. So we're in our imaginary place. And uh, we get to the point of going, what do we decide to do first? Yeah. Now, I think from a wedding photographer's point of view, and we're going to talk about this again more. You get to see a lot of stuff. You get to witness a lot of mistakes, good times, bad times, yeah. highs and lows. Let's talk about booking the wedding photographer. When do you do it? Okay. How does it happen? Well, there are two schools of thought. And actually, I get people that do inquire, not not hundreds of people, but people that do inquire before they've set a date. Fascinating. Um, and they want to know what I can offer. Um, but actually, I always sort of just push them away a bit at that point because I don't know if I'm available for their date if they haven't set it yet. Um, I don't know if I've got um, other commitments either side if their um, wedding is at a destination that's not kind of local to me. Um, so I kind of usually recommend that people book the venue first. Um, and then it's perfectly fine to book the wedding photographer second if that's if, if photography is a priority for you. Obviously, it's not a priority for absolutely everyone, but it. I mean, certainly all of my couples, it's one of their big um, priorities is finding the right photographer. So, have you had people come to you and say, "Look, we want to know your availability, then we'll go and book a venue"? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I've had a few, and I've actually had a few people ask me for venue recommendations. Well, this is and what I mean. And to book me after. Yeah, this is it because you are, as I said, your lens is a window into so many different styles, yeah. themes, successful days. Not, not to say people don't have successful days, but things that you would your witness to go. Wedding, that yeah. was very unsuccessful. I will never do that again. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you would get to see decisions that were perhaps not best made yeah very casually said there alicia um so i think you are the keeper of a lot of information so i can absolutely see why someone would come to you and go is this venue shit or not (laughs) it's true and i think um the wedding photographer is one of the few people that's there for the whole day from start to finish so we do have quite a lot of insight into the way the day can run um obviously it's no substitute for working with a planner or stylist but a lot of my couples don't have a planner or stylist, so they look to me for um, advice about how to manage timings. 
say. I also have recommended, and I've had some good feedback on this, that I think photographers have a very good eye for hair and makeup artists yeah. and knowing who is uh, capable of, of doing the hair and makeup to suit photography but also to suit the day because they're yeah. quite different skills. Absolutely. And I've actually got a list that I provide to all of my couples of recommended supplies that I've worked with that I think are brilliant. Um, just because if I'm working with someone that's good and professional and whose work is to a high standard, it just makes my job a load easier. So it's so in my interest to I recommend. Like that. It's very good advice. So if you are struggling, if you are in Kansas, I don't know, yeah, or you're in Perth, uh, which I'll say Perth is a real Australian. <laughs> you're in Perth. Uh, you, if you have a wedding photographer already or if you're working with a wedding photographer, perhaps obviously in the future, hopefully you're getting a wedding photographer, full yeah. stop, communicate with them pick their brains they will have very strong ideas about who's great and who's not fantastic see use it all yeah exactly even with a wedding planner i still think it's nice to ask around and get advice because you don't have to go with what they want 100 percent. no um and i think planners do end up working with sort of similar groups of people quite often um so yeah sometimes it is nice to break away from that and and try someone different um, but obviously a personal recommendation is worth a lot. So definitely listen to personal sure. recommendations from any, any of your suppliers that give them. Take it all into account. Google. Yeah. Do your research. Exactly. You are listening to the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. Of course you already know that because you're listening to it. It's meta. <laughs> I'm Alicia. We're talking, we, the proverbial, talking to Laura Babb. <laughs> There's only two of us in There's this room. Two. There's no one else here. <laughs> She's a, a fantastic wedding photographer. There'll be more with her after this. All right, we are talking wedding photography, the audition process. Let's talk about how far out we should. We know with you, sometimes it could be you can be booked a year in advance, possibly more. Yeah. Is that right? Well, I um, seem to attract late planners actually. Ooh. So um, I probably a third of maybe to half of my bookings for this year booked me in this year wow um and that's you nervous no that's the way i like it (laughs) um because i always kind of figure that late planners are um they've generally got healthy budgets they're not having to save up for two years to put a down payment on x y or z yep Um, and they generally tend to be quite creative and laid back um so i i really like working with people that book me last minute i mean i was at um horser and worth in somerset in um, the uk this weekend which is an art gallery venue in the middle of somerset um, with a crazy architectural pavilion in the garden beautifully landscaped grounds um weird installations everywhere sounds fab the couple booked me really recently so um yeah dream weddings yeah but later I, I like that point that you just made about perhaps people being a bit more, and I don't say lax in a bad way, but I mean, you know, that are a bit more chill. Going, yeah. Well, it's six months out, five months out, two months out. We're going to find something. Let's get it go. Let's yeah. get it happening. I mean, obviously, if you are planning late and you're, you've got short time scales, you're less likely to get your first choice of everything that you want. Mm. So it definitely is worth planning a bit ahead in that respect. Um, but I absolutely believe you can plan a wedding in six months or three months. I do and too. still have the wedding you want. I do too. I think we get so fixated on this year. And, you know, it's interesting debunking that year timeline. And a lot of the times it's based around dress shops that say, well, it's going to take us 12 months to make a year. Yeah. You're fucking kidding me. It doesn't always, yes, some will do that because that's their business. Yeah. But if you want to get married in two months' time, 
I had a great um, a lady called Carly Kiker. She wrote a book called Hitched in a Hurry. Okay. And it's all about planning a wedding in sort of three to four months. Yeah. And, you know, she her whole philosophy is if you want to get married in three to four months, then you will find a dress that you like because you won't go down the avenues of wanting to find, go to a bridal Ten salon. fittings. Exactly. And, yeah. You just find something off the rack or find something that can be adjusted. Or, yeah. you know, there's so many options. Second-hand dresses, pre-loved. Yeah. So I think it's really interesting to say for you to say that it is not necessarily um, necessary to find someone bloody two years down the track. No, and I, what I always say to my couples that are planning in a short time scale is actually if you plan two years in advance or three months in advance, you almost have to do everything again in the last two months anyway. Yeah. So if you plan three months in advance, you're saving yourself quite a lot of work. Relax. Kind of. Enjoy it. <laughs> exactly. Great point. So... So when you are speaking generally about people trying to locate and find that wedding photographer, where the hell do you start? Because there are so many people that are claiming to be really good and experienced. I'm not going to be Debbie Downer on them, but there are a lot of people that have picked up a Canon 5D and gone, I'm going to be a wedding photographer. Yeah, that's true. And they'll speak like that. (laughs) They'll speak like that. Um, There are so many ways that you can start looking, but what I would kind of probably say is work out what style of wedding photography you want first uh wedding magazines are a good way of kind of um having a look at some different photographers work blogs are a really good way of having a look at some different photographers work uh, there are kind of award winning uh, or award giving bodies like fearless photographers um so that's uh, one way you might want to look at other photographers that have worked at your venue before so google is a great resource um, basically I would recommend looking at everything and having as much information as you possibly can mm. um, a lot of my clients will come to me having narrowed down from a list of 30 or 20 or 10 wow. or they book me having interviewed six other photographers which can be a little bit intimidating but um, that does occasionally happen and I think um, people sort of feel like knowledge is power um, I've had a couple of people ask me if I can put them in contact with former clients um, so that I can um, get them to give a testimonial or just answer a few questions about working with me. And I don't right. mind doing that at Fine. all. Fine. I was going to say, honestly, your website really does sell your... I was going to say sell your shit, which makes me sound very street. But <laughs> I don't really, sell shit. She does not sell Wedding shit. Wedding photos. Please. Very, <laughs> let's really reaffirm that. But your website, I, I know, and because you've got, a, a, and can I say, status in the UK, wedding photography industry, people know your name, people know your style, you've obviously got a lot of press as well. But, it, you know, for, for that reason, I think, well, you're reliable, I'd book you in a second. But I yeah. do agree that if you are going with a wedding photographer that perhaps hasn't got that sort of... Uh, and you even know, if rip. they have, I mean, you never know if it's all smoke and mirrors. So She's I would just got always, always say, yeah, all of Gumtree. I would always say you <laughs> want to see at least a couple of full weddings that your photographer's shot. And if you're getting married in the winter, make sure you see some winter weddings that they've Ooh, worked great on. great point. Um, because just because they're really great in uh, beautiful uh, summer light, it doesn't mean they're good at low light photography. So it's just kind of arming yourself with that knowledge and properly looking into whoever it is you're considering booking. Now, I um, we had dinner with some friends a few weeks ago who were getting married in Italy, and they're Italian, so that's fine. They speak the language. They know yeah. what they're doing. But they're organising long-distance wedding planning, and it's I think it's quite tricky for a lot of people. Yeah. And um, my lovely friend was saying that she was having trouble with quite a feisty photographer, is how she described it. Uh, this guy sort of saying, she said, I want to do some group shots. And he said, I only shoot documentary style. I will not have people stand in a row. And she's like, well, I don't necessarily want 
everyone to stand in a row, but I just want to make sure I get the, the images of the people that are around. Yeah. Now, I'd like to talk to you in the next episode a little bit more in depth about group shots and sure. the actual organising of the day. Yeah. But what do you think about photographers that have that sort of attitude? Do, is it speaking very generally? Is that yeah. common? Um, there are some photographers that um, shoot in a purely documentary style and they um, will only do sort of X number of stage shots over the day. So you have to pick whether you get your cake cutting covered or portraits right. or a few group shots. Um, and I think that's totally fine because they're sort of being true to their photojournalistic roots. But if that's not something that um, accords with the, what you want from your wedding photography, um, that's probably something you need to establish at the point of um, booking the wedding photographer. Yeah. Um, personally, I think group shots are really important from sort of a heritage and legacy point of view. Um, and I think they're, whilst they're not the most creative part of the day or the fun part of the day for the people being photographed, I think they're really, really important in their own right. So mm. I don't show a lot of group shots on my website, but I definitely encourage them. And in fact, I've, I've had people that have said they don't want to do any and I really encourage them to rethink that because mm. because that's how important I think they are. Couldn't agree more. I think about our wedding day and I felt the same way going, Ugh, this is a drag. I just want to go and have a great time. And yeah. not a drag because our, we had a lovely photographer, I must name check her now, Louisa Bailey, yeah. who I found... Uh, well, she'd taken my headshots before I knew that she oh, nice. had been doing wedding photography for years. So I didn't really have this hunt because I decided as soon as I, listen to me, we decided... yeah. <laughs> you and the other half yeah, yeah. Rich was involved for a bit of it um, to go well Louise is our natural choice she's awesome we're going to go yeah. for it but on the day I remember going oh god this group shots I hadn't really planned it and she yeah. was very good at going come on let's go where's the family where's the McCormack's where's the Maddox where's the yeah. so we were all and she was great at herding everyone together and going well yeah. you've got to get this stuff done because you're yeah. going to want it and now they're the photos that we go oh look at the look at our nephew he was tiny and now his haircut like, yeah. And, yeah so and I agree it's, it's, it's very important I, I completely agree and I have an article on my blog about how important I think they are and anyone that says they might be considering not doing them I make them read it. So. It's a great article and I'm going to link to that and I will share it uh, on my various social medias today so you can read it Cause, and actually can I just name check your blog you do some wonderful um, blog posts about wedding photography and weddings in general as well they're really good reads. Thank you. I really enjoy it and um, one of those things that you start to, as I said you get to see a window into someone's world wedding world yeah and you know you must have seen some very different weddings over the years yeah I, I attract a really broad client base <laughs> everything from sort of really traditional to um I photographed a robot and dinosaur themed wedding last yes. year amazing and I photographed a wedding um at Einhoe Park which is the famous venue with all of the taxidermy mm. and I photographed alternative weddings on sides of cliffs um and I photographed really traditional um uh, sort of classic English church weddings. Do you just um, get a photography boner when people go, I'm going to get married? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With the taxidermy place, you're like, bam, yeah. done it. Yeah, I mean, I think as wedding photographers, um, for a lot of us, there are venues that we want to work at. Like, there are quite a few that I haven't had a chance to work at yet that I'd absolutely love to. Um, and then you kind of get some inquiries and they say they're getting married on the side of a lake in Lake Windermere and things like that. And you're like, oh, yes, photography boner. Yes, I love it. Can you put that on a T-shirt now? <laughs> hashtag photography me, boner. You know I'm going to hashtag the hell out of that. <laughs> very, very excited photography boner. <laughs> if you listen, if you're hearing this now, just tweet us with photography. Hashtag, hashtag photo, photo boner. Photo boner is even better. <laughs> 
damn, I'm going to register that one. And if you were getting married at somewhere that might give us photo bonus. Drop me an email via my website. Yeah, do it. I think we want to see where you're getting married, what's something strange. Now, one thing I have noticed, and you did write about the idea of a traditional wedding. We throw this word around so much. Yeah. And it's sort of lost meaning in a little bit. Yes. What do you think about when someone rings and says, Hello, Bab, we're having a very traditional wedding. What do you... Do you go, meh, or... Um, I don't agree. I have shot some really traditional weddings that have been beautiful and some of my absolute favourites. Um, if someone inquires with me and says they're having a really traditional wedding, that doesn't immediately put me off. Um, I meet every potential client before booking them in anyway. Right. Because I really want to make sure that I'm a good fit for them. And it's kind of a two-way interview process. It's not just them choosing me, it's me choosing them. Great, good um, point. So I do like to meet with everybody and I judge them or... I judge them that sounds awful as she judges you i, sh- I judge she you doesn't and i would take a view on um, whether their wedding is a good fit for me based on meeting them and mm. if they're really really lovely and really into what i do the fact that they're having a traditional wedding wouldn't put me off and when i look at your photography uh it's one of those things i think you seem to be very good at adapting to the locale the theme of the the couple as well it's you're very clever at doing that and also being a ninja it seems <laughs> Um, don't know how ninja-like I am. You're popping very, out from a plant pot. She's going, what's she doing? There she is. But some of the photographs, they're beautifully candid. As you, yeah. you know, you, you on your website describe yourself as a documentary photographer yeah. with a bit of an artisanal artisanal. That sounds wank. I've never used that word in my Fuck, life. Sorry, <laughs> artistic. She's artistic. She's not a bread. <laughs> She's not a hipster bakery. She's a fabulous photographer, but with an artistic flair. So you, yeah. You, I just see my work as split into two different things, really, and actually ninety percent of it is being a documentary wedding photographer and not interfering in the day. But I love making editorial portraits as well, and I'm really, really inspired by um, the environment that I'm in. Um, and a lot of my couples early on in the process might say to me, "Oh, do you want us to send through a list of ideas for portrait locations?" No, no. absolutely not. Because I like to rattle around being influenced by what I see on the day that's nice and that must make the job interesting not that it wouldn't be interesting before but it must always be thrilling on the day to actually find those special spots yeah the Um, sweet spots and some I mean sometimes I do a little bit of a venue scout especially if I'm somewhere that I've never worked before doing a destination wedding because I kind of figure it might be a waste if I don't find the absolute best place for photos Um, but generally I'm quite happy to work in a very reactive way and just see how the environment influences me on the day lovely and that's something you should be talking to for our listeners. They should be asking, have you been to this venue before? What What do you think about it? What is the, what's the plan? Um, I say no, absolutely. Don't necessarily book a wedding photographer that's been to your venue before. Great. Uh, because if they've been to your venue before and worked at your venue before, chances are they're trotting out the same photographs they took for another couple at that venue. You don't want to climb... Um, that's not necessarily true. I mean, obviously, a lot of really good photographers will try to be inspired by that venue in a different way. And I have worked at a lot of the venues, uh, the same venues again, and created a completely different set of photographs. Um, but if a photographer sells the fact that they've worked at that venue before, maybe they're not perhaps being the most creative. Maybe it's a <laughs> snoozers. Yeah. And uh, what I always say to couples is I could work at a venue in, say, midsummer and then work at the same venue at three, month, three months later. The light on that day and invariably the weather will be completely different. So it doesn't matter whether I've worked at the venue before. What matters is my ability to see light and understand where the light is coming from, from and be adaptable to whatever situation I'm in at that time. Mm. Look... 
again, we're going to come back next episode. This is episode 99, and you'll be listening to episode 101, which is where I'm going to pick your photography brain about all the tips and special extra things that you need to know when finding that perfect wedding photographer, and also a little bit about negotiating, a bit about money, a bit about who owns the photos. Oh, she's just doing this pose. <laughs> Wait, I'm British. We don't like talking about money. We don't discuss the coin. <laughs> One would also not discuss financial details. But I'm going to make her. <laughs> She's not liking. She's it's not fine, liking. It's fine. She, look, I'll, I'll talk I'll, money. Of course, fine. she will. That is coming up next episode. Well, next Monday's episode. We've got Q and A on Thursday. Feel free to send through your questions. Visit savethedatepodcast.com. If you want to get in touch with Bab, where do we go? Uh, com or at babphoto on Twitter. Yes, you're very good on the Twitter. I do enjoy your tweets. I do tweet. I tweeted about my socks falling down yesterday. Good. That was wild. Crazy, crazy. I mean, <laughs> she gets off the chain. <laughs> really crazy. All right, until next episode, happy days. Save the date wedding podcast. Don't plan your wedding without it.